Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. What's up, everybody? It's Tito, your host of the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito, and let's get into it. Today, is, we're back to Motivation Mondays, Monday Motivation, and and I'm kind of going to wrap this around a couple of quotes from Frank Zappa because um, I just got finished talking with a bunch of people over the last week or so, and 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 I, I don't know. I get I get a little aggravated, right, when people close themselves off to opportunities. And I've talked about this a lot, but it's something like you got to keep talking about because someone out there, this might be the last time they need to hear it, right? So uh, I'm gonna start off with this quote. You know, Frank Zappa. He said, "A mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work if it is not open." And And think about that for a minute. How many times have you interacted with someone? It could be a loved one. It could be a peer at work. It could be a boss. And it it sucks when it's a boss, right? And it it sucks pretty much any time. But whether or not you think you're right, sometimes you just want to be heard. Sometimes you you want your thought to be um, um, broken down, right? Um, I know a lot of times with myself, um, I come up with ideas and I don't necessarily believe they're a hundred percent right. No matter how much work I put into it, no matter how much I may kind of think, you know, this is the best course of action. I I really do want to hear what other people think about it. Um, and I jokingly say I am never 100% about anything. And the reason being is because uh, I found too many times where I thought something for so long and like you couldn't tell me otherwise, right? Um, and, and next thing you know, someone talks to me, presents an argument, whatever it may be, and and like that, I'm switching. And and it's not that, um, um, you know, I, I jump fences and I switch lanes all the time. I don't. But, I mean... I can't imagine how horrible it would be if I didn't keep an open mind. And don't get me wrong, none of us have an open mind all the time, right? Sometimes we get locked on something and we just can't switch. But, like, I always want to hear other people's opinions. Um, Because one thing is, it's not always about changing the direction or changing your mind. It might just be improving the the way you're going, right, or the route you're taking, whatever, however you want to put it. So anyway, I think I think this is an awesome quote, right? Your mind is like a parachute. It it, it just doesn't work if it's not open. A parachute that you never pull that ripcord on, you're just gonna sh- boom hit that ground, death, or you're gonna be pretty messed up, right? And it's the same thing, and I think. A lot of times when we talk about leadership, managers, supervisors, but I want to talk about leadership. Um, leadership is different. And and I, I take a little bit of personal offense because I'm always trying to, to become a better leader. You know, I, I don't, 
uh, I consider myself a servant leader. So the people that work for me, I actually feel like I work for them. Um, I always want to know what I can do to make them better and help them get to where they want to go. Is it's not a catchphrase. It's not a hashtag. It's it's not BS. It's really how I am. And mind you, it's kind of self fulfilling there because the more I focus on them and develop them and and get them strong and and encouraged because they know I'm there for them and and they know it's earnest. It's not it's not fake. I really do want them to succeed. By default, I succeed because if they report to me, then if they're doing great, by default, I'm going to end up doing great because if they're doing good in their performance, then they make my performance good. So why wouldn't I, right? And and I think that's where a lot of managers, because <laughs> I'm a manager, right? I manage people, but I can I don't think of myself as a manager. I I look at myself as you know I need to be their leader, and in that I need to be a servant leader. Um, I need to be the one who gets them what what they need and solve their problems when they can't figure it out, so that they can achieve their goals once again, which fulfills mine. So. Um, not to mention, I love seeing people win. Isn't that like the best feeling? Like I, I just got finished watching the 49ers win, so now they're going to the next level, right? Yes, I'm I'm Bay Area. I'm a 49ers fan, so I felt good that they won. I ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I bought some uh, NFL gear, so I guess I kind of supported the team that way. But it's not like you know I go out there and run drills with them or anything. But it felt good, right? People like seeing other people win. And when and even when the 49ers have lost and it was the other team played just outplayed them, I I I'm like, man, that was a good game though. You know what? Everyone put put their hearts in it and, and we took a loss, but it's it's all good. Once again, uh, running back with a bunch of other stuff I talk about, you know, fail your way to success. So although the 49ers lost a few games this this season, hey, they're they're the ones moving on right now. That's what counts, right? So keep an open mind because it's like a parachute. If your mind once you close your mind off to to other ideas, you, you you're going to eventually lose or or be by yourself or standing on the hill all by yourself where everyone else is trying to go somewhere else because you are the one with the closed mind. And as far as leadership goes. A lot of people that are leaders, and and when I say that, they're not necessarily the management team members, right? So <clears throat> when 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 maybe at work where you work, or maybe someone you know, or maybe in another department at work, um, and you might need something from that department, but you don't go to that vice president or that supervisor or whoever, right? You go to someone else. It might be the 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 male lady or mailman you know the guy who passes out i don't know it could be anyone but you're going to the person you know can make something happen you know that they know what's going on you know that if they say we need to go left the rest of that team is going to go left that's the leader and i've told people time and time again because i see people put their chest out and say outrageous things like I was born a leader you, you're not born a leader because when you're born you're alone you know what I mean and nobody knows anything about you 
Like, you weren't. You learned and, and developed into an individual. And perhaps the right things happened to form and cultivate you into someone who, yes, might be a leader. But I, I rarely believe in people that walk around with their chest out about being a leader. Because leaders aren't necessarily super cocky. And mind you, a lot of CEOs, right, definitely have that 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 trait, right? They're a little bit narcissist. They they think they're the shit, right? And they kind of have to because there are times where they can't second guess themselves and they have to just run with it, run with it. And they got to be a boss. And they 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 have a much higher level view of things and have to keep their heads up in the clouds. But <clears throat> when it comes to leaders. Um, I definitely think there's some great CEOs out there that were leaders. I also think there's some that appear to be leaders that really weren't. Um, you know, the more I've I've read and watched movies and everything else about Steve Jobs, yeah, he did a lot of great stuff, but didn't seem like that great of a person, huh, behind the scenes. Um, you know, like to some people he was awesome and to other people they, they hated his guts. Um, yeah, he made things happen, but was he the leader? You know, did people follow him because of how he treated people or because of what he could do for people? You know, different things. So anyway, but you got to keep that open mind, right? Here's the other thing. Um, a lot of times we, we fall into this trap of, you know what, in 2019, these are the 10 things I did and I was successful. Doing those 10 things. And don't get me wrong. Doing those 10 things in 2020. You might still be successful. What I've found. And, and mind you. Let's not forget. I was in prison for 12 years. So I got out in 09. So I'm about to hit 11 years. Woohoo. You know free. <laughs> Matter of fact. Another 6 weeks. It'll be 11 years officially. And one thing I've found though. In, in in my professional career, actually working in, you know, retail businesses, uh, you know, you get these trends where, you know, you're riding high on the hog, right? And you're doing good. And when you're doing good, people push, right? Let's bump that budget up a little bit more. Let's try and squeeze some more efficiency here. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, like we're going to, we're, we're rocking. And sometimes it's just an an economical thing it's the economy shifting your business is the right business right now and 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 the kind of joking way to look at it is um like if you push your boat out in the water you have no problem sailing it for a few years like no choppy seas the tide doesn't go in and out you're fine and then maybe anywhere from two years to five years of hey it's just cool we're just sailing along no big deal the tide pulls out and now you're on the bank because you didn't see the tide going out because you were so used to just smooth sailing and um, one of my mentors actually she told me that she she didn't say it in a very nice way in the group meeting we were in when it happened but she basically told people to stop being cocky because we're coming up on a threshold where that tide is probably going to pull out. And the ones who are the real go-getters, the ones who 
are working hard and always looking at what the next thing is are going to be the ones who make it. And the ones who don't know how to do that are going to get stuck on the sand and basically you, you, you're going to end up losing out and potentially losing your job. And I remember at the time it was, you know, semi early in my career and I was really just trying to learn things. And that tide went out. And I watched these people that had been walking around really cocky, bragging and boasting about how good their districts were doing and how much revenue they were pulling in and profits and everything else. And things got rough. And at at the time in California, you know, minimum wage started shooting up every year by a dollar or so. And some cities were even more so. And I remember Oakland was like, $2.50 above the state minimum wage. It was just, it was crazy. And and having to deal with all that, uh, people couldn't hang. And I I wasn't uh, uh, a real boss back then. And um, I watched these people fall and fail and trip over their own faces. And, and in my, in my fortune, I was uh, able to take one of those opportunities and fill a gap and somebody rolled the dice on me and and I was able to prevail. But the reason why, not to make this into a long story, but I went in with the most open mind I possibly could. I did not pretend to know what the hell I was doing. Matter of fact, everyone was sure I was going to fail because all the people that had been doing all the great work failed at running this district. And so I come in and we, we turned everything around in, I'm going to say about 90 days. And, and it was, to put it, to put it simply, the district was underperforming by about 24, 24, all the way up to 30% at times. It was, it was just really performing poorly underneath the expectations. And we turned that around. Uh, I'll say 90 to 120 days, uh, 90 days. We were, we were just about at, at standard and 120 days. We were doing above, you know, making budget, getting bonuses and everything. And so probably five or six months into it. And and now we're smooth sailing. Uh, a lot of people ask me, they, they're like, man, what, what did you do? They're like, so, you know, you're an analytical guy, so you probably looked at numbers, looked at, you know, and started plugging all these questions that I would usually tell other people like, oh, if you're having problems, look at this, look at this. And I said, well, you know, um, yeah, great question. And yes, um, I looked at numbers and the numbers pointed me in a few directions. Right. But that's that's what I always do. So I, I took my numbers and didn't say anything. I went out to the the frontline workers, the managers, the assistant managers, you know, the everyone in the stores and everyone in the plants and and transportation everywhere else and I just asked, what's different? What's different? What's not working? What did we used to do that we don't do anymore? And the feedback was we're not producing the product that we need to fill the stores. We're not getting the product to the stores. The stores aren't produced. Like they gave me this laundry list of things and it was just about creating standards 
And in some cases, just getting people what they needed. That was it. I did nothing extraordinary in my mind. Um, Some people may think I did. I did not. I listened to people. I literally listened to people and responded with what they said they needed to be successful. And when we did that and we worked as a team, we got our hands dirty. Some people kind of fell off because they didn't want to be held accountable. And that that's natural. It sucks. I hate losing people. But at the same time, I'd rather lose two people to keep 600 employed. Like, to me, that's a win. Like, sorry, you two people were in the way of so many people being able to maintain their self-sufficiency. So anyway, it was it was a huge learning experience for me. It was fun. Now I'm riding the wave. And, and all the people were happy, um, which was the bigger thing. The more we were happy, the more we achieved. So that was great stuff. But if I had gone in there just thinking I knew what was right and what we needed, don't know how that would have turned out. Now that leads me to another Frank Zappa quote. This other quote is, without deviation, progress is not possible. So how many times have you, and mind you, this all ties into what I I just said. How many times have you done the same thing and you expect different results, right? Um, It's something that I'm telling you, it, it, it dumbfounds me so many times, even though I hear it all the time, where someone tells me, well, we're doing this, well, we're doing this, well, we're doing this, and it... I mean, it worked before, it's not working out. Okay, well, at what point do you say, it did work before? I have now tried it for 30, 60, 90 days, and it's not working now. I need to deviate, right, so I can see progress. Um, It's kind of like, and uh, anyone who's been listening to all these podcasts, you hear me talk, use uh, weight loss or weight gain or whatever, um, because it's something pretty much everyone can relate to, because... A lot of us have gone up and down in weight over the years, depending on how old you are. But anyway, um, it's kind of like someone who's lifting weights. If every day you do bench press and you do the same routine, the same amount of weights, the same everything, odds are you might see some results and then you won't see anything. Matter of fact, you might even start losing and you're like, man, what the hell? I'm doing the same thing. I should still keep getting bigger. I should be getting more cut. I should be getting this and the other thing. But the thing is, is your muscles are now used to that. That's normal. There, there's, there's, there's nothing to to keep the growth there, right? There's nothing to keep that growth going. So you either got to add some extra weight on, maybe change up the routine to hit different areas of the chest, maybe incorporate some other exercises every other day so that your your chest has time to grow like so many things like how come runners don't have these huge legs i mean they're running all day their legs are strong right but it's lean strong because they they're just doing what they do every day whereas someone who does legs in the gym and varies the routine and gives a day off and everything else their legs are freaking huge now they might not be able to run a marathon 
but boy, if you needed to squat a car, they could do it, right? So, so sometimes you deviate. You got to change things up, right? And that and that goes for a lot of things. Like if if you don't like the way your life is, you're gonna have to deviate from what's comfortable today, right? Um, and 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 another thing, I'm big on Simon Sinek. He's he's awesome in my mind. Um, I'm not saying he's perfect. There's a few things I might not agree with, but Um, One of the things he talks about is um, how a lot of organizations will set a lofty goal, right? They set this lofty goal because they want to push people. And I'm going back to what I started with because I want to finish with this. You know, they want to push people. So let's just say your business made 100,000 last year. So they're like, man, we want to push the envelope. We're going to give you 120 this year. And you're like, man, that's a that's a 20% increase. Man, and they're like, yeah, but you did like 30% over the prior year last year. So 20% is actually dialing it back. You can handle that. And then you're like, yeah, yeah. And you, you, you try to get people pumped up. And when, when Simon did the, this, this talk, he basically had a graph and he put that 120 up there in the corner. And then he showed like what that year looks like. And you got certain months where you, you hit high and then another month where you crash and then you kind of go up and go down. And, and, and maybe at the end you hit that 120. But if you look at the year, man, there were crashes and burns. And then there were ones where you were over the 120, you know, percent. And it, like you're all up and down and then you hit that goal. But the thing that these people that run these businesses and and don't get me wrong i i do have two business degrees but that's just school that was books i read i I can't even tell you half the stuff i studied i'll tell you my experience i think is a lot more valuable and that is that what he did in that talk proved a very good point because he said now let's look at the other thing right there you're all over the place he goes what if you gradually have work with your team or or you work on your team where you make sure that the team doesn't leave in that other graph where they're going up and down you're probably losing team members that's when you hit a divot and then you get a whole bunch of team members and it goes up but people don't want to stay because it's so crazy and hectic and and there's so much stress to hit these goals so so people jump ship right or, or people burn out, whatever it may be, and you lose people. So on this other model, it's about you build your team. You take time to institute standards, guidelines, efficiencies, slowly, methodically, so that they stick and the people stick. The people don't leave, so your retention is maintained. And as the year goes on, your revenue, your profits gradually go up. Now, at the end of the year, are you at 120? No. Matter of fact, you might barely be at 103. But the difference between those two is that the one that went all over the place and did hit the 120, give that a year. Let's go what I said earlier. Three years, at the most five. And you're going to crash and burn because you didn't develop anything that's sustainable all you did was push to see what you could do and i'm gonna go back to the working out thing and mind you i'm fat now but i'll tell you when when i was in great shape and i would push myself in workouts and some of you will relate 
I never actually threw up, but there were plenty of times I stopped and I dry heaved. I don't know how many times and had to just stop and kind of walk and get air. And I saw stars and everything because I pushed myself to that limit, right? Well, when you do that with your teams in a work environment or or even sports or anything else, they're going to get burnt out and then they're no good. And then they might either quit or they jump ship. They'll go somewhere else, maybe even make less money. But it's just to, to get back to something that's sustainable where they can still feel great about what they do because they're building something, right? Not just trying to outrun everyone else and hopefully not run out of wind. So in his graph, he's like, is it better to hit that lower expectation? But knowing in the long run, five years, you're not going to have any problems because you're still building and everything you've got to, every benchmark you hit each year, you might have been 103 and then 107 and then 115. and But it's something that you can maintain because everyone is up to speed. All the parameters are set. All the guidelines, the process and procedures, everything is there because you took the time to develop it. And I've seen this in the businesses I've, I've had the fortune of e- either consulting with or working for, being right smack dead dead in the middle there so my question to you is in your personal life first are you doing something to develop these things to maintain a sustainable growth year over year and then in your professional life and this is going to be hard i don't want anyone anyone listening to this to go out and quit your job tomorrow or go looking for five other jobs but maybe you should go out and look for another job because if you're getting just pushed and pushed eventually that 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 sucks and it spills over into your personal life and and i honestly and earnestly want each and every one of you listening to this and hopefully you're sharing it with other people i want you all to be happy and happiness you don't need money you don't need anything i just got finished telling some friends today like my house my car everything could blow up i still got me i still got my wife and my daughter i don't need anything else i really don't I love all the perks of having material items, but trust me, I'll make do. I don't need anything fancy. I really don't. So anyway, I hope you all got something out of this. Please like, share, you know, tell a friend. Um, I really want, I want to keep spreading this out. And most importantly, I want some comments, man. Y'all drop a comment. Let me know what you think, what you like, what you don't like, what you would like to hear me talk about. And I'm definitely going to be trying to, to, to do these interviews with some other people. It's just everyone's so busy. They don't want to talk to Tito. But anyway, I uh, love you all. I hope you have a great week. Go 49ers. And I'll see you all next time.